This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This podcast is scheduled for 10 questions. Fighting out of New York, standing at 5 feet 11 inches tall, and wearing the red, white, and blue trunks, presenting Kyle Flatt. Oh yeah, thank you Bruce Buffer. This one is going to be a good one as usual. We don't have a guest today. We don't do guests on the show. We have contestants who come here to compete. You leave with the score. Ten questions, like the show says, all somehow attached to your life. You leave with a three we've had. We've had a couple nines. We've had everything in between. And today we have a really special treat because I'll tell you why. You might remember earlier this season, we had on the brilliant and talented Keegan-Michael Key. Everybody calls out someone at the end of every episode. I said, Keegan, you know everybody. Who do you think should come into the 10 Questions Coliseum and compete with you? And here is what Keegan-Michael Key said. I am calling out former New York Giant Michael Strahan to come on this show and beat my score. If you can beat six out of 10 questions, I will bow down to him. He asks, we answer, give me my intro music. Here we go. My mother's favorite contestant we've ever had. His father was an army officer. Back in the early 80s, he saved up hundreds of dollars to buy a BMX bicycle, which he still has. He once made a bet with a friend about how long it would be before he retired. Emmy winner, Super Bowl champ, co-host of Good Morning America, host of $100,000 Pyramid, and one hell of a sharp dresser. Michael Strahan, welcome to 10 Questions. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Keegan, Michael Key, get ready to bow down, my friend. Okay, Michael, do you know what you're into, and is that what you're here to do today to take out Keegan? Uh, you know, I'm here to actually not just take out Keegan, but I want to be the best contestant you've ever had. Why okay. do it if I'm not going to be the best? Michael, I get that question all the time. We've done dozens of these. The two best scores we've ever had are both quarterbacks who you are used uh-huh. to destroying. Alex Smith, recently retired, and Josh Allen yeah. of the Bills, both got a 9 out of 10. That's what you're shooting for? Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, quarterbacks, they don't get hit a lot. 
Mm-hmm. So they don't have the same effect that, you know, guys like me who actually really play football get. So uh, uh, it's going to be tough to get nine out of 10, but I'm going to go for it. I, 10 out of 10. I, I, I'm going to look for 10 out of 10. Let's okay. see if I can do it. All right. Quarterbacks, get your chunky soup ready. Stray is coming. Mike, before we start, very simple. If you get the answer right to these questions, you're going to hear mm-hmm. a beautiful sound. It sounds like this. Okay. Yeah, I like hearing that. All right, you do. And maybe you'll hear it 10 times. Probably not, though, because you might have to hear this if you get a question wrong. That's not what I want to hear. Okay. All right, I got you. All right. And last of all, Mike, some of these questions are going to be weird and challenging. I know you know game shows backwards and forward. If you get in trouble, you do have one lifeline you can use once, and it is called Ask a Millennial. We have a real 26-year-old waiting by in another room. Bring in Richie the Millennial, and he will try to help you and lend his youth to your, uh, your answers. That sound good? I'm trying to say I'm old. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> you might need it. That's all I'm saying. It gets tough. Okay. Here we go. Michael Strahan, he does it all. Let's see how he does in 10 questions. Question number one, Michael. Your category is baseball. Here we go. What three-letter word describes the open space between outfielders? The baseball player hits it between the left fielder and the center fielder. He hits it into the what? Three and, oh, he hits it into the gap, man. Come on. Ah. He says <laughs> gap. Is he right? Ah. <laughs> All right. You stop and think about feeling, it for a sec. I, I have a feeling that uh, I, uh, you know, kind of the teeth came into play on why that question was asked to me, but it's okay. Well, Michael, the That's teeth came to play because you brought it to play. Let me ask you. What possessed you to jerk with the American people and try to convince them that you had removed the signature gap in your teeth? I was joking, man. My dentist buddy who was in there helping one of my kids was like, hey, let's play this joke. We didn't think anything of it. We filmed the thing. I put it out a few days before April Fool's. The next thing you know, I'm on vacation with my kids for spring break. Uh My phone, I had to put my phone away. It was unbelievable. Everybody's trying to text me, emailing me trying to FaceTime me to see if it was true. Mm-hmm. Internet, I mean, my social media is blowing up. I just didn't think people cared that much about my teeth. But I guess they do. I guess they do. And it was funny. A lot of people were like, oh, you know, it's great. You're doing you. It makes you happy. Then you have people who like, how could you do this? You let down the Gap Nation. I'm saying, I'm sorry, Gap Nation. I didn't know it really existed until now. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny, though, Mike, because in my opinion, for a good 20 years, I think Cindy Crawford carried that mantle mm. for the notable imperfection. People say, get rid of the mold. No, no, no. And now I mm-hmm. think you have it. So when you revealed, no, I'm just kidding, were some people actually, were they thrilled oh. or were they disappointed? I both. Yeah, people who were thrilled, people were disappointed. So I had so much support, though. I felt bad about revealing that it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. But then you have people who were just flat out angry, man. There are a lot of mad people out there about the whole teeth thing. Really? I had to wear, I had to look over my shoulder and watch my back walking down the street after that for a little while. Gap but, Tooth Nation. Hey, Gap Tooth Nation, the gap is here to stay. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I, I do want to ask you, Mike, everything with you is so layered. Like, there, there are always layers. It's never on the surface. Going back to when you were younger and your teeth came in and you had the teeth that you have that are unique, were you... Like, were you made fun of for that? Were you bullied at all? Like, did you experience that stuff? 
You know what is so funny? Hmm. I never really recall being, I was bullied maybe because I was a little chunky when I was like 13 years old, mm-hmm. but I was never bullied for my teeth. I was, I don't remember any gap tooth jokes until I was with the Giants. Mm-hmm. College, I don't remember any gap tooth jokes, nothing. When I came to the Giants and you're in that locker room and those guys, yeah, I remember that. But I wasn't bullied because of my teeth. I, I, and I think that's probably one of the reasons. Never been a big thought of mine to have to fix them for anybody else. And now I enjoy it. When I did fix them for that little brief second, it felt weird. Like yeah. my like my tongue was trapped behind the door. Like it needs freedom. I can't talk without a little ah, movement. Need a little freedom. <laughs> Somebody sew that on a pillow. Michael Strahan's tongue needs freedom. Who doesn't, though, my man? (laughs) Hot, Mike. Hot. You're one for one. All right, let's go to question number two. Your category for question two is recreation. Okay. And I got good news. This is multiple choice. Michael, 70% of Americans said that their perfect night involves what? Is it A, dinner and a movie? B, a few drinks and sex, or C, sitting on the sofa watching TV? Oh, very easy, C. A fast answer that Michael spits with that freely moving tongue for C. Is this his first mistake, or is it C, sitting on the couch watching TV? Two for two. Here we go. You feel good, don't you? Come on, man. I know what I like, and America's got to like what I like. Sit on the couch, watch TV. It's funny you say that, Mike, because, listen... You are a very hardworking man, a bi-coastal, hardworking man, the longest bio I've ever read on this show. Um, I don't see you as a guy who sits on the couch watching TV. Do you do that? Um, yeah, later, later, when I get home. I mean, even if it's for a few minutes, mm-hmm. like just for a few minutes. But I love it. I don't want to go anywhere. By the time I get home, I just want to relax and uh-huh. chill. Now, I was going to say have dinner, uh, the drinks. When you hit drinks, I was like, mm, that sounds like something I like. But... I sit on the couch with the drink watching TV. Mm-hmm. I had a little third one in there. What's the drink? What do you like? Oh, I'm a tequila man. Are you? How do you take yeah, it? Yeah, man. I, I, I Straight up on the rocks with a lime. I'll take, take a margarita. I'll take a daiquiri. I'll take the, the, the uh, uh, tequila any kind of way. As a, as a, yeah, I'll mix it up and make different things. Mix it up with different little things and create different drinks. And it's I got a full bar, man. Yeah, yeah. When, you, when, you, when you mix it yourself or you've earned it, that's a good drink. So I've I've earned a lot of drinks. You have. And I, I want to ask you about that. So, Michael, obviously, Super Bowl champ, Hall of Famer. You've done so many things, and they just keep coming. It, the morning show, football show, production company, clothing line that we're going to talk about. Where does that come from? So many people would have stopped five projects ago and been like, I think I'm good. I'm just going to just chill, play video games, and count my money. Why do you keep doing that? Because I love it. I love it. It's fun. It's fun. It's creative. Like even even for me, coming to football late was incredible because it never got boring to me. Even 15 years after football, never got boring to me. It was always something to learn, always interesting. And physically, I could have kept going, but I just got a little tired mentally. So I had to move it and take that moving on to something else that sparked my interest. So now I don't get tired. I, I'm excited about everything that we do because it's completely different than what I've done before. It's still interesting learning business, learning, um, you know, all these different things and all the different businesses that we do makes makes life go around. Like I can't imagine just waking up and doing nothing. I'm too mm-hmm. young for that still. <laughs> I'm old, but I'm too young for that. We had, um, you know, Michael Irvin was on the show and he said back in the day, 88, the playmaker, the best. And he was so yep. good on the show. 
he used to go out to practice when he was with Dallas and he'd come out and look at all the other players on the team. And he'd say, who's going to work harder than me today? Raise your hand. I want to see the hands, get them up. Do you do that? Let me tell you something. We, I have a motto with my business partner, Constance. Our motto is hustle like you're broke. That is the motto. So you hustle like you're broke, baby. Because at one point, at one time, and I realized this playing football, at one point, I'm never going to put on a pad again. Like, I'm never going to wear a helmet again. I'm never going to walk out of a stadium and have 80,000 people scream again. So enjoy it while you got it. And that's how we approach our business. We, we, we enjoy it. We realize that this is a privilege. And at some point, this privilege may be taken away or kind of do like I was able to do in football. You change it when you want to change it. Mm. Don't have it change when it wants you out. And um, so yeah, we approach every day as if it's a, it's a privilege, it's a pleasure. And yeah, you got to tell your people, hey, I, and I know I work hard, but I think one of the reasons I work hard as well, because I have a young team of people who are really helpful to me. And how can I also tell my kids to work hard if they never see daddy work hard? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, can't tell me about hard work, kids. Just do it. <laughs> and every once in a while, have a nice tequila if you're of age, age. right? Well, not yet. Yeah, of age. That's of a age. good, yes. perfect word. I'm thinking about my daughter's like, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Mike, you're two for two. I, we'll see how hard you work through this game. We're going to talk man. about one of your misses now. All right. But this is when, you know, you get off to a quick start and then the team makes mm-hmm. a comeback. I know you've been through that before. Question number three. Celebrity couples is your category. Okay, here we go. Michael, what blonde actress was married to both Bon Jovi guitarist Richie Sambora and Motley oh. Crue drummer Tommy Lee? Oh, Heather Locklear, my friend. Heather Locklear. You're mm-hmm. pretty sure about that. Oh, hold on. Oh, no, 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 no. That would be Pamela Anderson. I'm sorry. Pamela Anderson. All right, now, you have two for two, so I want to make sure this... Give me your final hold answer. On, hold on, hold on. Take your time. Give me your hold final on. answer. It's Richie Sambor from Bon Jovi, Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Oh, that's Pamela, Pamela Anderson. Final no! answer? No. <laughs> Hold on. We're on the edge of the dagger here. Well, that, that's Heather Locklear, my friend. Heather Locklear. Okay. This is fascinating because you went back and forth twice. And Stray, I got to tell you, the person who was married to both of them was Heather Locklear. You got it right. Woo, that was close. You know, I forgot she was married to um, Tommy Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot You that. almost went Pamela. But my you gosh. know what saved me though, because I've done Richie is my guy. Bon Jovi is a really great friend of mine. Is that true? And Richie is yeah, and Richie is my guy. And I'm like, I don't remember Richie with Pamela Anderson. I would have known that. So Heather Locklear, thank you, Heather. Thank you, Richie. All right. So now we unfold the mystery, Michael, of why I'm asking you about Heather Locklear, and I'll tell you because I was perusing a website that I like to call MSX by MichaelStrahan.com. And mm-hmm. I have something on there called a modern fit fleece jogging pant, which comes in a color blue heather. And it is beautiful, dude. Tell us about this. You got all kinds of stuff. MSX by Michael Strahan. Why do I want that? I'm into that. Well, you know what? First of all, I'm wearing those pants you're talking about you right are? now. Yeah. Oh, how they feel? Oh, that's Heather, they too. Te- yeah, they are very comfortable, man. Yeah. These joggers are great. Well, you know, you know why? Because what are you doing right now? What are we doing? We're zooming. Yes. We're zooming. This is how you do your show. You've sat in God knows how many meetings trying to do this or zooming and meetings. You know, you can look up, you can look casual, business casual, as we call it, work leisure. Yep. 
So you can still be working, but you can have an outfit that is comfortable. Something that when you're done with this, Kyle, and you want to run to the gym, you don't have to change. You can go to the gym in it. You want to run, go get groceries. You can go get groceries. You can do everything in it, but you can still get your work done. So we call it a little bit of work leisure. You need to dress it up. You throw one of the sports coats over top mm-hmm. of our one of our polos or something like that. And that's what I love about it. Like the diversity of creating something out of your head that you actually see people wear and use and then having a reason behind it. And for me, I'm the same as you have been doing a lot of Zooms, man. So um, it gives me a way to, to take off a suit and still look presentable and fit whatever situation I'm in. And that's what MSX is about. That's what collection is about. I'm kind of giving you a little bit of the, the power mm-hmm. to, you know to look like good. My, and all that I'm in cash. my 40s now. I got three things I'm interested in with clothes. All right. I want to look good. That? I don't want mm-hmm. it to be too expensive. And you know what? I, I want it to be comfortable, dude. Like, I, I don't want to be uncomfortable anymore. And that's what all these things are. It, it, they look good. You will not be comfortable because we have a lot of performance fabrics, things yeah. with stretch, like things, and you know, things that I wear. Like, I wear everything. And it's so funny. You were saying that about the pants that I'm looking yeah. on. And you know what I had <laughs> I on didn't before see I got it. here? Because I, I wear everything. I don't make stuff and then put it on the shelf and say, well, let people buy it so I can go buy this other brand. I don't do that. I wear everything. I touch everything. I have to approve everything and be involved because my name is on it. And you can have other people do that. Would it be easier? Sure. Could I just sit back and collect a check? Absolutely. But it's just not in my DNA for some reason. I got to really be involved, man. So these are all things I wear. I use. And I'm comfortable. And the best part about it, which I'm, I'm getting most excited, is the price. Mm-hmm. Because when you get these things and you see these, the fabric and the fit and the comfort that you can make at a price that is comfortable and fits people as well, then you got yourself a home run. And, and I think we have ourselves fun. I don't think I'm out of line here, Michael, saying I don't really want to drop $300 for Lululemon sweatpants. I think I'm kind of over that. Come no, on now. you know what? I used to. And so then I'm I. like, I went in there to get a T-shirt. And I just spent $200 on a T-shirt <laughs> that looks like a T-shirt. Um, so I, I I got tired of that stuff, man. And and so all of this that I'm doing now is organic. Like the suit line was organic because yeah. I wear suits every day. But then when I'm I'm like you, when I'm not in a suit, when I was on, when I have to be in person, I want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's where MSX came from out of necessity. I can tell. Everybody go to MSX by Michael Strahan. It's available in Men's Warehouse and Moore's Clothing for Men's Stores and online. It's great. I recommend the Blue Heather. They're fantastic. Yes, Get that stuff. And Michael, you haven't missed yet. You're three for three. Let's get hot. Let's stay hot. Let me focus, go. baby. Let me There's focus. a little bit of a curveball, though. Question number four is the category every single contestant gets. It's called Name the Movie. I'm going to play a movie Ooh. clip for you. And all you have to do is say what movie it's from. Listen closely. Michael Strahan, name the movie. Here are the nominees for Male Model of the Year. Young, hot, brash, with more covers in his first year than any rookie model ever, and an attitude that says, who cares? It's only fashion. That Hansel's so hot right now. Zoolander. He says it. He sings it. Did Michael Strahan just go four for four? Damn right. Zoolander, dude. Oh, I just got to get past Keegan-Michael Key, baby. I'm almost there. All right. Here's where we are, Mike. 
You have already passed the great Steve Smith Sr. who got a three out of ten. You're already past him. And that was in ten questions. You only did it in four. What is, what is Steve doing? Like sleeping in a basement with no TV? How did he not get uh, he, he had some harder three. questions, maybe. It, it, it wasn't a great hour for Steve, who I love. <laughs> but he wasn't. Here's why I'm asking you about Zoolander, Mike. It's not even because the New York modeling thing. We got to get into this. Zoolander came out in 2001. Also in 2001, you, amongst doing many other things, you broke the single season sack record. Now, Mm -hmm. you're asked about this all the time, but I want to come at it differently. You got it the record when you sacked Brett Favre. Brett Favre was on the show. He was on the show earlier, and I asked him, Brett, you gave him the sack, right? You gave it to him. I want you to hear what he said, and I want you to judge it on your own Michael Strahan BS scale from a 1 to 10. Here's Brett Favre on this show explaining what happened on your record-breaking sack. Brett, what happened on that play? We had an, an off-tackle run to the left. We were winning the game, and I had the option to keep it. It's the backside in, regardless of which side we ran it to, we were running it to the left. The option, if I felt like he was pursuing, but we're basically trying to eat the clock up. When I turned, he wasn't chasing. He was kind of loafing, to be honest with you. And I just went down. I didn't think it was no big deal at the time. What do you think? I think on his BS meter, the one, he's not BSing. He's telling the truth? Yeah, absolutely. We're not so, that coordinated. Football players aren't coordinated like that. I mean, we're not that coordinated. No, but it's Mike, not- this is this goes back years. The belief is Brett knew exactly what time it was, and he abandoned the game plan to lie down in front of you to give you the record. Did that happen? No. And I'll tell you this, if he did, I ain't mad at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, but I will tell you this, as he said, I didn't think at the moment it was such a big deal. And then afterwards, you just, I'm sitting there basically thinking to myself, it wasn't worth a lot of the flack that came from it. Like I, I didn't really care about that record. i be honest with you. I didn't really care about any records. I just wanted to be a great player. I just wanted to be respected and, and remembered but I think the one record that I am most proud about is breaking LT's single season sack record with the Giants mm-hmm. because LT is the greatest defensive football player to ever put on a uniform. So for me to break his record the week before in Philadelphia against the Eagles was more satisfying than breaking mm-hmm. Mark Gastineau's record. And one of these kids nowadays is going to break this record, I would hope. You got 17 games and they throw the ball a lot more. So good luck. Do you find yourself actively rooting for it to be broken? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. How come? Yeah. Because, you know what, to be honest with you, the anxiety of wondering if somebody's going to break it every year, I, I just want it gone. I don't want to even worry about it anymore because every time somebody gets close, everybody comes to me. Michael, what do you got to say? And to be honest with you, I'm just happy for these young guys. You have so many young guys who are so talented who can do it. And eventually, I can say, somebody will do it one day that – I feel like my life is so far removed outside of talking about football on Sundays from the game of football. I'm in my man cave right now, and it's like I have football stuff in here. Looks great. But other than that, at my house, I have nothing football. Like I am, I feel like I've lived a totally different life that I even forget sometimes until I come here and I look on the wall and I'll see a picture or I'll see something or a helmet or a jersey and go, Oh, wow, I did play football. Yeah. Other than that, football is kind of removed outside of enjoying it as a fan, which I do. But your football life was so incredible, and this is why this sticks out for fans. 
that sack record, people follow you around with it. And here's my take on it is it's not like Michael Strahan did anything wrong. Of course he didn't. And people don't, yeah. don't, don't remember that you missed three games that year and it was still got the number. And it's no, still you like, know what? I didn't, I didn't miss three games. I played in three games. I just had no sacks. No sacks. The, first, the first three games of the season, I had zero sacks. Uh-huh. To reel off that many sacks in 13 games is pretty damn phenomenal, if I must say so myself. Now, I look back at it, it's incredible to do that. And to do it on a team that wasn't a winning team, per se, that was going to the playoffs and, and blowing out teams, but to do it on a team where you didn't have leads where the other team had to go back there and just throw it up in the air. Every one of those things were freaking earned, man. And, and, and if somebody said, what well, our last sack, take it. Okay, I'll take that last sack. Doesn't mean anything. It's still one hell of a year. And I broke LT's record. Mm-hmm. Can you That's do incredible. that? And no. last, last point on this, we'll move on. I've seen the play a million times. I watched it last night. Bubba Franks, mm-hmm. the tight end, has no idea what's going on. I personally believe that some of that Favre magic was, screw this, I'm going to give Strahan the record. That's just my belief. Do you well, wish you that right that now, play had gone differently, Mike? Do you wish that it never um, happened? Well, you know what I you know what I do wish? Yeah. I wish that I had sacked him earlier in the sure. game because then there was a plan by my coach to take me out of the game, but we weren't going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So if I had gotten the sack earlier, which I was close, then I would have been on the sideline watching the rest of the game unfold as we lost. Damn. And, you know, it, it, it's funny. Like, I, I love it. The record's great. Has it made my life? No. Because I had my best years. I led the league in sacks twice. Defensive player of the year. I, I've done everything that you can do as an individual player. And it sucked because I did it on teams that weren't good. Mm-hmm. Like we were good. We just weren't good enough to win. Let's put it that way. We didn't go far. The most enjoyable thing I've ever had in my NFL career is winning the Super Bowl with the guys. That's what bonds us. I'm connected to those guys, and I'm on a group chat and group text every single day with the defensive line from there. I see Eli. I saw Eli a few weeks ago. I, anytime I see Amani Toomer, I see Jesse Armstead. It's like I'm so connected with these guys now because we've gone through something, experienced something that can never be taken away from us especially when no one believed that we had a chance to do it. That's more meaningful. I think about that. I don't really think about the sack record, to be honest with you. And even the Hall of Fame, um, which is fantastic and amazing, but that's an individual thing. I just enjoy what I was able to accomplish with the guys. That, that's more enjoyable for me in the long run. Well, this is why you're so savvy at media, Mike. We're going right to that point. We're going to talk about that right now. Question number five, as you attempt to stay perfect, it's a perfect segue, really, because question Focus, number five, baby. our topic, Michael Strahan, is imperfection. Here we go. Super Bowl 42. You beat the 18-0 and Patriots. I want to know, going into that game, how many points were the Patriots favored by? How many points? It was Patriots minus what and you do still have the lifeline oh this kid was 26 so 13 years ago he's probably in like seventh grade i don't know if he remembers that kind of thing does he have a computer with him yes but he's not allowed to use it (laughs) come on now (laughs) all right you know what i'll be honest with you i have never ever in my life paid attention to point spread so i have no idea i gotta bring in the millennial all right he's going to ask the millennial richie bozek joins us he's 26 years old richie say hello to the great michael strahan Michael, how's it going? It's so great to meet you. Hey, 
Hey, Richie, it is great to meet you. I hope it's even greater after you help me answer this question, my friend. <laughs> we'll you see. look very, very smart. <laughs> I got you fooled, maybe. I don't know. All but... right, Michael, the way it goes with Richie, it's going to be an A or an F. He's going to know it immediately or he's going to be totally lost. I think he screwed far. Let's oh, so this you out. screwed other people already? Oh, yeah. Why does that get this guy oh, yeah. in? It's that we got. It's the only one we got on staff. You guys have 30 seconds. What was the, how many points were the Patriots favored by in Super Bowl 42? Yeah, I mean, I, I no shot. I know this off the top of my head, but I got a good suggestion, I think. So it's related to you. I want it. Was it like minus 10 to talk about Eli or something? I don't know. Minus or, 10, what, what's, you think, is there a number that's like. Favorite? Yeah. I, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking 17 would be too much. 14 is tough in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 10, it feels about right. I mean, is, does but 14 it, have any relevance to you? And I'm going to need an answer. You know what I like? Michael Strahan can have chemistry with anyone in the world. We bring Richie, Richie in. The show comes to a screeching halt. Thank you, Richie. <laughs> Richie, you're the man. You're well, the let's man, find man. out. Hey, I appreciate no help. Michael, um, this is so one of the biggest Richie? days of your, of, your, of your life, probably. You beat the Patriots. How many points were they favored by? It was a huge storyline going into the game. Give me a number. I want to say the Patriots were favored. They were big Super Bowl favorites. Um, I, God, I want to say 17. I want to say 10. What would you Let's, like? Split it down the middle and go 14 points. I know I'm wrong. The betting line for Super Bowl 42 was the Patriots minus 12. It was a 12 points. Why did I say 12? I know it was 12. Oh, my God. So mad at myself. I know it was 12. Trust your gut. Richie, trust your gut, baby. That's the message for today. No taken. I'm sorry to let you down. Thank yeah, you, Richie. Well, I'll find you. I know where you live. It's okay. <laughs> That's right. I think maybe at his parents' house. Back Dang goes on it, your real, Richie. Perfect. 12 points. I can't be perfect now. That bothers me. I knew it was 12. I know. Why didn't I just go with my gut? You, it was 12. Yeah. Obviously, you guys won. Mike, I want to play you a piece of sound. You know how this went. Fourth quarter. You guys are down 14 to 10 to the 18 and 0 Tom Brady Patriots. You go in front of your offensive line, not the defensive guys. You stand in front of your offensive line as they're about to go down the field, down 14-10, and you say this. 17-14 is the final, okay? 17-14, fellas. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. What's it like to hear that? I'm ready to play, man. I'm ready to put the uniform on. I got a helmet up there and slap that sucker on. I don't even need the pants. You know what, man? That that moment was so in, in like almost like an out-of-body experience because you're in that situation where I've been in a Super Bowl before against the Ravens that yeah. we got to be lost. And to know how hard it is to get back eight years, seven or eight years after the first one and being that close to winning. And we have such an incredible season, incredible group. Felt like our story was too good to end without a win. Like we, we just needed it. We'd come too far. And I knew I couldn't do it because I needed those guys to score points. I'm not even on the field. But it was more of a pep talk to them, but more like a outer expression of what I felt inside, more so for me. And then they, thank goodness, those guys went out there and they crushed it, crushed it. So happy for him, man. So proud of him. David Tyree, Plexico. Yeah. We know how it goes. It ends. You become champions. Michael, I'm interested in this. I know you believe this. Is that what really endears you to a city is winning. And I think to endear yourself mm-hmm. to New York City, 
you got to win a championship. If that game had not gone that way and the Patriots go 19 and 0 and you guys lose, how do you think your life would be different today? Oh, a lot different. I don't know if it'll be a lot different as far as it would be different because winning is everything and then wherever you are, winning in New York City magnifies you a hundred times. I think for me, as far as like uh, being known and all those things, did it help? Yeah. But I've been here long enough to know that being a New York 15 year plan for this team already kind of solidified me in a lot of ways, but never with the words champion. So having the words say champion, and having people being able to say that with your name and have a ring behind it, I, I think it's put you in a national spotlight. So phenomenal. I can't imagine if I didn't play football or if I didn't win the Super Bowl, what my life would be like. And I'm glad I don't have to find out, but <laughs> it would be different. You it, don't, but yeah. I got some tasty sliding door stuff, Mike. Put it, let me put it this way. Uh, Rodney Harrison knocks the ball off of David Tyree's head. It goes incomplete. Are you still a host of Good Morning America? No, no, no. I tell you why, because when I I already had to deal with Fox, I was gonna be doing Fox. That was that was done. But winning the Super Bowl was the first and only time that I was ever a guest on live with Regis and Kelly. And when I was on the guest with Live with Regis and Kelly, Regis asked me what I was going to do next. And I said, if you're tired or, I mean, if you retire, maybe I'll, uh, you know, take care of it to be Kelly and Michael, Michael and Kelly. Not knowing that years later, that's exactly what would happen. But I never would have been a guest on that show to even show them that I was somebody to invite back had we not won the Super Bowl. And being on that show led me to GMA. So the answer is absolutely not. That's incredible. I didn't even think about that. So if, if Justin Tuck mm-hmm. doesn't play one of the games of his life, you may not be sitting there every single morning. That's nuts. If, if Justin Tuck doesn't play a game of his life, if, if O.C. Human Yor doesn't yeah. play the game of his life, if David Tyree doesn't play the game of his life, and his last catch in the NFL was off the helmet. Yeah. If, um, you know, it's like if Plexico Burris couldn't play because he hurt his knee, I... There were so many factors and things that could have happened that would have changed the course of my life and everybody's lives. Because I know when that Super Bowl made everybody's lives a lot better, man. Believe me, made everybody's lives a lot better. They really did. And your life's going pretty well right now in this in the show, Mike. You're at halftime. At the halftime, you're four out of five. I'm mad, man. I'm mad. Right. I, knew I know you are. But let me give you some contagious happiness because this next question, I am so excited to ask you this because I guarantee you've never been asked it and never will again. I guarantee it. Here we go. Question number six from Michael Strahan. The category is timepieces, okay? Ooh. Michael, I, I couldn't help but notice you have an impressive-looking watch on now, and uh, that's going to be part of this. Check this out. About 10 years ago, after you had stopped playing, during Super Bowl week, a radio host showed you his impressive new watch, and you replied, I wear that watch to do the dishes. What radio host was it? <laughs> Come on. I did that. It was hilarious. That was you. No, no, no. It wasn't me. This is a this is a famous radio host who you know. This radio host is like, check out this watch, Strahan, and you didn't bat an oh, eye. Said I wear that to wash the dishes. Host. I'm trying to think. Who did it? NFL been? Super Bowl radio host Dan Patrick. You think Dan Patrick showed you the cool watch and you said I washed dishes in that watch? Man, you completely have me confused. Now. I know. 
because I say things off the top of my head. It was and, funny um, as hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who the heck did I say that to? I can't believe I even said that, to be honest with you. I washed the dishes in that watch. Ah, I wear that watch to wash the dishes, and it was hilarious. <laughs> A radio? Okay, I got to go with Dan Patrick. All right, he all says Dan Patrick. Ladies and gentlemen, was it DP? Who did I say that to? You said it to Jim Rome. Oh, Jim Rome. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I would say that to Jim Rome. Of course. (laughs) Jim was my guy. I was working for Jim at the time, and I was standing right there. And Jim has incredible watches, and he was very excited to show it to you. And, dude, you just dunked on him. (laughs) Hey, I got to admit, that's a pretty good line, though. Oh, my gosh. You're like, oh, I got to do some dishes. Let me put on my Rome watch. I mean, Jesus, it was like, it was right between the eyes. And now he laughed about it, too. I wonder what kind of watch it it was nowadays, I think about it. It's probably something so nice. I mean, he has nice, nice stuff. And Jim is my guy. He was my mentor. I'm not taking a shot at him. It was just so funny. The reason I asked Mike not to talk watches or Rome, now that you do interviews for a living all the time, what is something that you learned by getting interviewed so many times as a player that you now use on the other end of things? Um, oh man, first of all, it's very hard to do interviews because it's very easy to ask questions. I mean, to answer questions, very hard to ask questions. Yeah. It's very hard to ask questions and have a next question on your mind while you really need to listen to what that answer is, because there may be a follow-up to it. And, and so I think my appreciation, i being on the other side of giving me a great appreciation for people who ask questions and who are interviewers like yourself, who are great interviewers like yourself. And the one thing that I learned is that because of all the interviews that I've been a part of, can't ex- be honest with you, can't expect everybody to be like you. And I say that in this way. I can't expect to ask a question and get a long, complete answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You may be prepared because somebody may give you a be a yes or no person. Mm-hmm. Someone may talk too long. But one thing I learned from doing interviews is that there's a soundbite time, cut it off, and also be prepared for anything. And that's what I learned from my days in doing it. You've done some really high-profile ones, Mike. Even recently, Tom Brady, Chris Harrison from The Bachelor. In your media career, yeah. is is there an interview you've done that you're most proud of? Oh, man. You know, it's been, it's been amazing. If there were anyone I'm most proud of, I don't know. I've just, I've done so much stuff that has blown my mind. Like here I am, I'm interviewing um, one of the, the, the police officers in the Breonna Taylor case. Today I interviewed Felonis um, Floyd, who is George Floyd's brother and Benjamin Crump, the lawyer. But then I am at the Oscars on the red carpet interviewing everybody who's coming down the red carpet hosting that. So I've done such a fool full rounded interview mm-hmm. period in my yeah. life or opportunities in my life. I don't think I have a favorite. I have people I enjoy interview more than others. Yeah. But, you um, like? I, you know, uh, who is a great person to interview? Jamie Foxx is always fun. Oh, yes. Jamie's always fun. Um, Tiffany Haddish is going to make you laugh. Um, Oh, people that I love, like I, I love Liam Neeson. Do you? And yeah, Brian Cranston, Jane Duty, Dame Judy Dench, Helen Mirren's one of my favorites. 
Uh, oh, what a crew, every, yeah, like Priyanka Chopra. Like uh, you, you see a lot of people, a lot of great like uh, energy and yes. and and who know how to just come on and have fun and don't take themselves too seriously. That's always like the best guests to have. And those are just to name a few, but you, Jackman, one of my sure. favorites. What about this on the other side, Mike? You're um, because I know you're a perfectionist, and I've been through this myself. Is there an interview that you look back and you're like? Damn, I, I wish I would have done that differently. I wish I could do that one over. Every one of them. Every one of them. <laughs> every, every single one. Every single day. Why? I, because I'm like, oh, I could have said that differently. Oh, I could have, my tone wasn't right with that one. Oh, why did I um, use that word? Oh, why didn't I listen? Yeah. Why didn't I follow that up? It's like you always are, are, are stressing over an interview because you know how you, what you expect, like you say, you're a perfectionist and I am too. So it's kind of hard to ever be happy. But I realize if I'm, it's not that I ever be happy, but if I'm a little less disappointed, then I think, okay, it must have been a decent interview. Mm. Now we know why Mike likes the tequila. It's tough. It's tough to project that around sometimes. You need it. Yeah. All exactly. right. Four out of six, Mike. Let's get, we, Dang, we missed I'm a couple. Apart, man. All right, four questions left. We're going to bang these out. And here's the problem. I'm going to preface this one. This is a terrible interview strategy, but I'm going to tell you anyway. This question is really going to piss you off, but just see me through. Question number seven, the category is spelling, Mike. I'm going to give you a word and you have to spell it. All right. I knew you were going to be pissed off. However, this is a word that you see every single day. Every day you see this word. Michael Strahan, can you spell Stephanopoulos? Um, yes. <laughs> I'm not going for it. <laughs> I hate you, man. I'm going to hang up on you. Spell S-T- Stephanopoulos. S-T-E-P-H-A-N-O. Yep. P. Yep. O. Yep. You were L, you were L, you were L, you were L, you were L. He's drawing it in the air. You? Yep. L? Yes. I? No. O S. <sighs> Michael. That's right. You got it right. You just spelled it right. It's unbelievable. How do you feel? <laughs> Hey, man, I can't believe you did that. You, yeah, I'm gonna go over to the bar and get a drink after that one, man. <laughs> you deserve you know, it. I honestly, oh. you know what I thought you're gonna ask me because somebody asked me this on the red carpet at like the Super Bowl a long yeah. time ago. Spell spell Roethlisberger. Sure. I had no problem spelling Roethlisberger. Stephanopoulos. I have trouble saying it with a gap in my teeth. <laughs> I got and you want me to spell it? I'm okay. so impressed. You had a couple wrong letters that you switched to right. Of course, we're talking about George Stephanopoulos, Sorry, your, your George. co-host. Mike, we got to get back into it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this. I want to know this. Um, the cast on GMA. If if Good Morning Football, Good Morning Football is my show. If Good Morning America yeah. was was a football team, the cast, who would be each position? In other words, who'd be the quarterback? Who'd be the kicker? Assign the the host as football positions. Um, first of all, I want to say I love your your show. By the way, Thanks, Good Morning man. Football, fantastic. Thank you. Man, one of my favorite things to watch in the morning. Is that be true? honest with you. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, yeah, I, I, I tell Sraig, the Nate, like yeah. I really love the show. You guys had my guy Sean O'Hara on the All other the day when I was watching. Um, with the you know, thinks he's pretty with the blue eyes since he lost weight yeah. as a big lineman. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if I had to, who's the quarterback? Okay, our quarterback would be. I think Robin Roberts would be the quarterback. Okay. Robin would be the quarterback. George would be. George would be the running back. Mm-hmm. He'd be a running back. I would be. Now, what do you get to be? The entire defense. The whole D. The whole D. Whole D. Wow. Whole D. See, I thought you were going to say Ro- wide receiver. A- no, no, I'd be the whole Amy Robach. Mm-hmm. That would be her mm-hmm. position because she loves to run. Mm-hmm. Um, Ginger Z. Ginger Z would be like a utility back. Because like she's just got Z. so much energy and just runs, could just go all over the place. Ginger's like unstoppable. Yes. TJ Holmes. Well, I could be the whole D because TJ Holmes would be a quarter, a cornerback uh-huh. because he's pretty and he's smooth. You know, he lets you know that. Um, Cecilia Vega uh-huh. comes in on Fridays with us. Cecilia would be, she'd be something scrappy. Special teamer? Run yeah, down and cover like kicks? Some- yeah, knock yeah. people out uh-huh. like just scrappy. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think that's right. Lara Spencer. Yeah, Lara Spencer would be the kicker. The kicker? How come? Yeah, because she just is just have fun. <laughs> She's the Lawrence you Tynes. Kind of like me on it. You kind of like kind of like Lawrence Tynes. Kind of in your own world. You know, the kickers they come out, they kick, and then they go in where everybody's practicing, doing their own thing, and you don't quite know what they're doing, but they show up and they get it done when you need them. So does this make then, Michael, does this make the Today Show, the Philadelphia Eagles, to, to your Giants? Um, no, it makes them, I love, I love the very nice people there, but kind of more like the back in the day, the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> and I would think that like Joan London and Charlie Gibson would be like Sims and LT who come back, like the alumnus, yes. right? Yeah, and I tell you what, they have come back. And it is you just you're you just go whoa Diane Sawyer when Diane walks in, I mean when all these when all when they come back is it's unbelievable the history of the show, and and how many people have like kind of led the way to get it where it is right now and where I'm on there. But it's it's really cool, man. It's, it really is like when I see Lawrence or Phil or those guys back at Giant Stadium or MetLife as they yeah. call it now. Yeah. It, it, it's like a real, real cool feeling of seeing something special that helped build your your life and your career. Well, I hope if you guys play this clip, I hope everyone is happy with their position and everyone gets equal carries and touches and playing time. Oh, man, I forgot they were going to see it. <laughs> Three questions left, Mike. Here we go. Question number eight. It is my favorite category every okay. single episode. Everybody gets it. Finish this lyric. We're talking to Michael Strahan. Go to MSX oh. by Michael Strahan. Uh, rumor has it that the Heather Blue sweatpants were inspired by the color of Sean O'Hara's eyes, but I can't confirm it. Finish this lyric, Strahan. <laughs> I'm going to play you a popular piece of music. Very popular song you've heard before. You're going to hear the singer. They're going to be singing, doing their thing. And when it stops, you have to finish the lyric for them. Make up my own words, man. No, this no, no you'll suck. know this song. Everybody knows this okay. song. Michael Strahan, question number eight. Finish this lyric. All you'd ever hear me say is how I picture me with you. 
but I went to see Pink, man. I went to that's Pink, right? It sounds like Pink. It's Kelly Clarkson, though. That's Kelly. Oh no, Kelly Clarkson. Yes. Okay. You want to hear it again? Yes. One more play time. It again. Play it again. And all you'd ever hear me say Big chorus coming. Since you've been gone, okay. Here comes Mike. Beautiful. See that pull away with the camera. You see that pull away. How do you feel? That felt good. You got it. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I, I yeah. Kelly Clark, big Kelly Clarkson fan. I did go to a big concert last like two years ago. So that's why I picked. You've already passed now. You just passed uh, Kirk Cousins, the Minnesota Vikings, and your girl Aaron Andrews. You just passed her because she got a five. You're already at six. Sorry, EA. Sorry, sorry, EA. Love you, though, but I'm sorry. You got to go down. Two questions left for Michael Strahan. Question number nine, Michael. New York sports is your category. New York sports. Michael Strahan, what is Columbia University's mascot? Off the top of my head, I want to say Lions. The Columbia Lions. Is is that right, ladies and gentlemen? You're hot, baby. You got it. <laughs> All right. Also, the alma mater, if I uh, am not mistaken, of Mr. George Stephanopoulos, which you know how to spell, and who would be Let the me running tell you back right now, man? George is going to be so proud of me. I'm going to make sure he sees this. I'm going to like literally blast this to him a million times till he tells me he watched. It. He hasn't told me he watched it, and before I will not send it to him anymore. My man, there's why I'm asking you about Lions, Michael. It's not having anything to do with, with Columbia or anything. I read that you went to Africa and you yeah. saw a lion and you looked in its eyes and learned something from looking at it. What did you learn? I learned that lions don't care. They'll eat you. That's what I learned. <laughs> yeah. you, know, it was, you know, you look into the eyes of a wild animal, especially a lion, and it just looks through you. Like, um, if I wanted, I can do whatever I could want to you and you nothing you could do to stop me. And it just has this very vacant look, but also it's beautiful at the same time. So it is, um, it's, it's hard to explain. And it is one of the most amazing things I've ever done. The one trip where I took the kids that they'll definitely go back. That's the first place they want to go back to. And yeah, you learned that. You can pay a lot of money, potentially potentially die on your vacation. Mm -hmm. You paid a lot of money to potentially die. Yeah, that's what I learned. Very, very incredible, intense look. Oh, that's good. And I, I have I have new things that you can learn right now. I have great news, Michael. We go to question number ten. It's the last one. You have already passed Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Rodgers, and in getting that last question right, you Aaron got your Rodgers. seventh point, which means you passed Keegan Michael Key. You have beaten the guy who called yes. you out. Yes. yes. We're at a seven yes. out of nine. Now yes. you go off the top rope and finish him. Michael Strahan, question number 10 is always an essay. What that means is I've gone and found something, an opinion of yours that you've stated, and I would like to present that to you and have you prove that that opinion is right. If I find your answer compelling, I give you the point. If I'm not convinced, you get zero. Are you ready? Perfect. I'm ready. 
Here we go. Michael Strahan, your essay question. You said not too long ago, talking about your different jobs, I think there's more stress doing the red carpet at the Oscars than it is for us to commentate on a football game. I think that surprised me a little bit. The floor is yours to prove why exactly that is right. Because when you commentate on a football game, I'm commentating on pretty much static things. So I I see stats. I see players. I'm talking about things that I'm actively seeing in that moment, real time. And it's an honest opinion about something that I've completely I've done myself. So I'm comfortable with that. Plus, I have four other people to help me along the way who are going to have opinions that may differ from mine, but kind of or they might agree, but at least make the conversation more interesting and takes all the onus just off me. Doing the Oscars, it's me. It's a guest. It's sometimes about a movie I haven't seen. It's about a business that I am not particularly in. It's about a process that I haven't particularly um, participated in. And it's with somebody I'm probably not as comfortable around because I haven't spent time with them. Having grown up in that business, I may not know the mindset of what it takes for them to go through what they have to do to film a movie, whereas I know the mindset of an athlete, what he's thinking on the football field. So that's why going to the Oscars is different because it's one-on-one. It's, you know, people are nervous. In football, they're on the field. I'm talking to you at home. I'm not talking to them. In this case, I'm talking to that person to their face. In other words, Tom Hanks could probably do a red carpet interview very easily conducting it, but for him to go and then talk football, he's never done that before. He didn't play the game. It's out of his natural element. Whereas you can just stretch your legs. And not only that, have you ever, you guys have had celebrity guests on your show, right? And if you really ask them an in-depth football question, would they really understand what you're talking about and get it? No. No, exactly. But for me to do the Oscars, I really, I may not have seen your movie, but I have a big book that I have to read about you, the binder, the, 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 you, the movie, the plot the stars, what you're nominated for, all the questions you've ever been asked in your life so I know which one to ask and which one's not to, that's a lot more pressure. And I think, um, you know, when you get somebody who's not in the football universe, as you know, and you put them in front of a camera and ask a real football question, no. unless they are serious about the game and really pay attention like we do, they're not going to get it. That's why it is tougher. To do that's that. why it's tougher. Um I didn't think it was possible to add to Michael Strahan's resume, but Super Bowl champ, Hall of Famer, host of a million shows, and the proud owner of an 8 out of 10. You get the point. You have finished the 10 questions with an 8. Mike, how do you feel? I feel I feel good. Like you said earlier, perfectionist, man. I wanted the 10, and I'm mad that I did not say we were a 12-point underdog because that was literally, I'm not joking, that was the first thing that popped in my head. 12, 10, and 14, I don't remember. 12 seems about right. But I am I'm just happy to be on the board above Keegan and Michael Key, above Aaron Rodgers, yes. the Bronx, my girl Aaron Andrews. So I did well, people. Catch me if you can. You're above Michael Irvin, and you're on top of Brett Favre, just like you were that day in 2001. <laughs> Michael Strahan, <laughs> the best. You have one last order of business. Now, the only reason you're here is because Keegan and Michael Key ended his show by calling you out. We need hmm. a call out from you. Who should come into this Coliseum and challenge your eight out of 10? Now, Michael, you could go 
GMA, you could go entertainment, you could go football. Who are we going to go and say, hey, Strahan wants you in here? Give me a name. Oh, my goodness gracious. If there were, you know what? I'm going to go with a little mix between entertainment and football. How about that? And maybe they've done the show before, but this is a guy who has a lot of stuff you can go back on him for. If he can beat me, I'm buying dinner on me, wherever he wants to go, as much as he wants to eat. I am going to say Terry Crews. Terry Crews, what you got, brother? Can you handle it? Can you handle what Kyle is cooking? Yeah. <laughs> then he should probably toss it to the rock after I said that. Okay. And Terry could probably eat, Mike. I don't know. That might be an expensive dinner time, dude. I don't know. He's kind of ripped up. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm just going to feed him protein shakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're feeding you points and i hope to feed you tequila someday mike i would love to buy you a drink thank you so much eight out of ten everybody after you listen to this or while you listen to it go to msx by michaelstrahan.com and buy a bunch of clothes cool comfortable and it will not break your wallet like a terry cruz dinner in manhattan michael yes. strahan you're the yes. best thank you hey kyle thank you man this is fantastic. I had a great time. Thanks. An 8 out of 10 from the Hall of Famer. We will see you next time on 10 Questions. This one was a blast. Thank you for listening. I want to thank my crew, producer Steve Allman, Richie Bozak, who is not a great lifeline, but is also a very good producer. Additional production support from Noah Malale and Arjuna Ramkapal. Thanks, guys. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.